welcome back to It's a Debate Podcast Season 2. I feel like I keep having that old May song, Welcome Back. It's playing in my head right now. I'm not going to sing because I'm a little raspy. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to sing for us? Who, me? I'm a little little raspy. I need a little lemon and water. Next time. But I do want to welcome us back to season two. Shout out to all our loyal fans who have been anxiously awaiting for our return. We back, baby. All right. So just to give a rundown, if this is your first time joining us, welcome to our podcast. It's a debate. My name is Alana and I will be your host this week. Now, it's a debate gives us the opportunity to argue two sides of a topic. The kick is you might be arguing a side that is against your personal views. So keep that in mind as we are going through the show. Now, everyone, let's give a quick introduction for those who don't know us. So we'll start off with Alex. Hey, everybody. My name is Alex. Hey, y'all. It's Christy. Hey, everybody. It's Lindsay. Hey, Jir. Beans, beans here. Hey, everybody. It's Tiani. All right. So y'all will get to know the crew as we go through the show. But we want to give a special shout out to the Crafted Soul because our very own Alex is doing the damn thing. Okay. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow her on Instagram. The website is coming soon. We got content, we got drinks, we here for it, okay? So (laughs) just a quick plug before we start. Now, we do have a hot topic. We will not skip. Paige, come on through with the hot topic. All right, everybody. We are, what, 18 months into this pandemic thing? The panty. Panera bread. Panera bread. And we just found out that Kyrie Irving will no longer be allowed to play or practice with his team. <laughs> I don't know what team that is. <laughs> Very possible that he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. There we go. That's what it is. I was, I was trying to say We're it softly, but yeah. We can go yeah, with that. Okay. Well, yeah, let's go with that. Um, so... <laughs> What are your guys' thoughts on him not being able to participate due to his vaccine status? Don't care. I can go. Um, <laughs> I also am completely uninvested in this. I do not care. Um, howsoever, if everybody but him is vaccinated, I just don't see why he would have to go. Like everybody but him is vaccinated, why would he have to get vaccinated? Yes, he could get everybody sick. If he gets someone else sick, then they wouldn't get sick enough to go to the hospital. The only person he, because that's the whole point of the vaccine, baby. I think you might have missed it. Like the point of the vaccine is not so that you don't get it. It's that when when you get it, you don't get it that bad. Okay, so what if I live with somebody who is high risk something? Or what if I live with children who cannot get a vaccine? So now you messing with my household because you're being a dickhead and won't get vaccinated. If that's the case, then you got to talk to the people that you go get your coffee from. You gotta that's go why to he got to go. No, I, I, I'm not where. I, why do I have to 
go out of my way. Like if I'm in public, I'm wearing a mask because I'm protecting the people in my household, right? So you the only one on this team who is ready to risk it all because you want to stand. What did he say? He wants to be a voice for the voiceless. He, and he's not saying get a, a lot of foolishness, like none of it. His is body, his choice. Yeah, but that at oh, the end of okay. the day, it is his body, his choice. So my and question, Alana, is would you allow him to play if he played with a mask on? <laughs> yep. Sure. Sure. Okay. Children over the summer do it. It looks ridiculous. Bad children over the summer do it. Yeah, but okay. I don't care what you look like. But this is why I say I don't care because it's just like you know the consequences of the choice that you want to make. Your body, your choice, comma your consequences. And so, if you're fully aware that you can't attend practice and you don't get your shot. Well, then that's just the choice that you made, sir. And I really don't care. And I think that the team reserves the right to put in safety protocols. And if the caveat was that you need to wear a mask, then, sir, you better get up your lung capacity. <laughs> okay. okay. And get you're a lot of carbon monoxide. Because yeah, it's like, boy. you can't. To Alana's point, it's just like, you can't just decide to put everybody at risk because that's your choice. And it's just like, well, the team's choice is to not let you tend to practice. And if that's the decision you make, exactly. I don't care. Like, that's right. your choice. But right. nobody's talking about the fact that they might be protecting him, right? Because it's like, even though we are, or whoever is vaccinated, it can, the virus can still be on your fingers, in your yeah, you respiratory can system, Correct. or whatever. You can still pass it, right? And so yeah. if Kyrie is not vaccinated, I think he has a family. I assume that they are probably not vaccinated as well. If he takes that home, it's it might be over for them. Like Alana said. Yeah, it's more detrimental for him in a sense because those of us who are vaccinated, we can still have it since we'll have less symptom, if any, we can still have it and, and pass it. Whereas, mm-hmm. um, I mean, and everybody's body is different as well. The other portion of it is it like, if you choose not to get vaccinated, what measures are you taking to protect yourself and others? So are you taking care of your health? Are you making sure you um, are considerate of other people's health as well? Or are you just taking a stance to say, no, I'm not gonna vaccinate or maybe even not wear masks. Like you don't care about the world or everybody else. Right. Yeah. I definitely feel like we don't have all those details, Christy, which does like help paint the whole picture. Uh, But at the end of the day, for me, um, you could choose to be vaccinated or not, but you have to remember that you signed a contract and you work for a job, like this is your job. So if that, I feel like if that was mandated for you to get it, then like Tennis said, that's the consequence. Like for me, we we have to get tested twice a week at my job. Now they have sent a list of consequences if you do not get tested twice a week. Um, but I would have to accept the consequence if I chose not to get tested uh, during the week. So if that's the consequence, I'm not sure if it's mandated or not, um, but if that's the consequence they gave him, then he just has to not play. If that's the And see, my job went the other route. They, uh, because at what point they were saying it was quote unquote illegal, for you to ask 
if you know your employees were vaccinated or not. So what our superintendent did is he'll say he said if you present us or send us a copy of your vaccination card, we'll give you five hundred dollars. And so that put an incentive on at least the adults because again, education is a different ball game because your children at, at, at as of today, the children cannot get um, vaccinated. So you were never going to save everybody. But for the moment, you know, most of my coworkers are vaccinated, if for nothing else, put the $500. I need okay, but you bring up a good point, Tiani, which is what I get so confused about. And I am pro, you should just make the right choice for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, however, my thing is like, the vast majority of Americans have your kids in public school and your kids have to be vaccinated to go into public school. So then for the same adults to be like, it's illegal to require me to have a vaccine. And it's like, unless your kids are homeschooled, you have already accepted that institutions can require vaccines. Even if they're in private school, even to go to daycare, your kids have to be vaccinated. So it's like, you it's inconsistent. And I think it's easy for adults to be like, you can't tell me what to do, but most of you guys have already accepted this level of control for your household. So it's like, unless, unless your kids are homeschooled with no vaccines, I don't want to hear it. It, 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 it. it also intrigued me that, you know, your baby took a million other shops. And if I gave you a dollar for each one you could name, you couldn't name any of them, but you just firmly against this particular one. Like, I, I, I understand that, you know, it kind of seems like they rushed this one, which is why I waited. Personally, I waited a year to get it. I just wanted to see if I was going to start going six fingers, six toes, or, you know, just maybe die. I wanted to see. I did wait a year before getting vaccinated. But once a year hit and y'all were dead, I wouldn't have got my little shot. You know, it really is it's not that deep. Because wow. most of the stuff you take, you don't know what's in there. I, I think that's the main thing for me. Everybody's talking about how it was rushed. But if they really wanted to rush other stuff, they could. This was all about going back to capitalism, which we covered a couple episodes ago. This is really just about opening the world back up. This has nothing to do with they had to take their time and figure it out. They they probably got the cure for cancer. I always think about the hundreds of random shit people put in their body on a daily basis. These random ass diet pills that y'all don't know where they came from. Mountain Dew, like God knows what the hell is in Mountain Dew. It's, will kill you. There are documentaries. Right. So, you know, as far as the Kyrie situation, I'm not gonna say I don't care, but my situation is he has the right to feel how he wants to, but the NBA also has the right to say, that's your decision. This is ours. You cannot play. You cannot practice until you get this vaccine. Yep. That's, and that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's what it is. They both have the right to make those decisions. If he doesn't want to get the vaccine, he cannot play. Those are the rules. Um, and I mean, it's a rule for his safety. So I think the whole thing, my whole issue around the vaccine, and I'm not here to tell anybody to do what to do with their body. You know, if you want to get it, if you don't, whatever the case. But I think that this whole situation has just created this platform for people to show their stupidity. I feel like we're just saying stuff to be saying stuff. You can't tell me what to do with my body. The government tells you to do with your body every day. And this just happens to be the one thing that you chose to fight it back against about. And you don't have a good reason to, or maybe you do, 
But this is just the thing that we're holding on to. I mean, we said that people were fighting about this about masks and that doesn't even affect your health. Like put a damn mask on. So I feel like a lot of people are just wanting something to argue about. And I'm just, it's annoying. You just want to argue to argue. And like you said, we get no less than like six or seven vaccines before you get to the first school. And then when you travel, I got a rap sheet of shots to leave the country. I've had Japanese encephalitis. I don't know what the hell that is. Like the shots that you get to go to Thailand, like you don't question those people. You know, they tell you to get it, you get it. You get malaria pills. You don't know what those malaria pills are. You take them. And they make you sick. You know, but you take them. Because <laughs> no, I'm dreaming. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not justifying you putting stuff in your body that you don't know about. But what I'm saying is that pick your battles. Yeah. And like realize what why you're picking that battle. Or like, just don't say shit. Like if you're not getting it, just hush. <laughs> well, that's my feeling with the Kyrie. They both have the right to do what they want. They have absolutely have the right to tell him he can't come to practice. Yep. Because at this point, he a liability. So now you get sick and you on a ventilator because we let you at in the here. End of the day, when you start messing with people's money, which is what he's doing. He's a liability. He's, over. He's a liability, and I, I don't have time for it. So, yeah. Okay, hot topic. All right, good discussion, guys. So, let's jump into this week's topic. Our debate. Now, the topic is, are expectations the root of unhappiness? and who's debating this week well i'm getting to that (laughs) she's ready she's excited i'm so excited to be back (laughs) so our debaters are tenna with the affirmative yes expectations are the root of unhappiness and christy on the negative with nah that is not the root. So we'll go ahead and start with the affirmative. Tenna, the floor is yours. Wow, I am so excited to kick us off again. I kicked us off season one and now I'm kicking us off season two. Um, are expectations the root of happiness, unhappiness or happiness? Yes. Now, I was originally kind of turned off by this question because I think that the word expectation can sometimes be interpreted like entitlement. And you may feel like, no, I'm not unhappy because I feel entitled to something, entitled to money, entitled to a job status. That's not why I'm unhappy. But I wanna just reevaluate like how expectations can affect our experience. I expect, to be treated with respect. Nobody owes me that. That is not a law. That is my expectation, that whomever interacts with me is gonna interact with me with respect. And when that doesn't happen, I get upset. John and I, I just went on a business trip. I was gone for two days. We don't have rules on how often we have to communicate but he expected that I would make time for him. If you're dating someone, right? A lot of times you can be unhappy if your expectations are misaligned. 
I expect you to be there for me. I expect you to communicate. I expect you to not lie to me. I expect you to not gaslight me, right? These are things, your wants, your desires, right? And you can be in the same situation and have different expectations and have different results. So I'll go back to the respect issue. Some people might have different definitions of what respect is. So I think we talked about this before where someone communicated in a work email, stand down, right? You may have, if your expectation is that you don't communicate with me like that, then you would have been upset if someone says, stand down in a work email. However, <laughs> however, if that's not your expectation, if your expectations for respect are lower, like you may or may not be upset with that situation depending on your expectations. Let's go to a raise. A lot of company froze pay raises last year because of economic situations. My company did. I wasn't upset about it because I expected it. And I was just like, Lord, just thank you for a job. If I don't get a raise this year, I don't care. Like, I'm just happy to be employed. However, I had coworkers who were upset because they expected to still get a cost of living raise. And so that's one way I think that expectations can affect our happiness. The second way, the last thing I'll offer is internal. So I do personal therapy just for maintenance, right? And a lot of the work I do, and I imagine other people do, is being able to accept yourself and accept your circumstances for where they are today. And a lot of your happiness lies in your ability to be content, which is a management of your expectations of who you are and where you are today. I expected to be married by now. I expected to have babies by now. I expected to have this job. I expected to have this business. And when you can reconcile that you can want those things and still be content with who and where you are today, that does lead to a higher level of happiness. So I do think that managing your expectations is critical to your level of happiness. And that's what I got. Well, damn. You came out the gate swinging, sis. I ain't playing today, okay? I see. <laughs> I see. I have a question real quick. Was that stand down email when I went off in the text thread? Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's yes. funny because everyone reacted but you. Right. <laughs> it was just like, who? who? She was like, could be me. Which I did think was disrespectful about you. because I, I expect that somebody would not write stand down. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. I thought that was disrespectful. You can write it, but you clearly know that's not the end of the conversation. Now you've started some foolishness, and I'm on my way to your classroom right now. Correct. So since we're Um, yeah, yeah, Christy, Christy, please jump in. (laughs) So we're gonna end up saying some of the same things because I went on the negative, like that expectations are not the root of unhappiness 
So should I just go with it or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just let it, fl- let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. See, y'all know the wait um, until exhale sound. A lot of trying to get like, discovered off the podcast. You know not to expect Tina to go a certain route. <laughs> <laughs> so again, since we're talking about expectations, um, you know, we gotta adjust levels of uh, what we expect others to do, um, and not come with a one alternative, but plenty. <laughs> so I can know this rebuttal. So anyway, um, again, the discussion topic, we're discussing um, our expectations, the root of unhappiness. Now, similarly to Tina, based on reading, um, I would like to adjust the question again to saying like, expectations are not the root of unhappiness. It's more so our management of them. Um, So that one, she took (laughs) the words right out of my mouth. So um, let's backtrack, right? Uh, A lot of our expectations are formed from like our society, like how we view society as we're growing up, maybe how we view like our um, parental situation, our family situation. Um, Some of those include like by the time we're in our 20s, we should have our whole life figured out basically. we should be, by the time we reach our college year, years, we're expected to, or we're expecting ourselves to have our career life figured out. Um, a lot of us see on films and hear multiple discussions about, um, want to have my first kid before I'm 30 and all this stuff. And so that leads to setting those expectations for ourselves. Um, now, those particular ones, are far from our own personal reality in which those can become um, a root of unhappiness. However, if we set those set expectations based on our own reality and not those of others, then um, that's where we can find that that happiness, right? So um, for instance, When I say our own reality, that doesn't mean like set the bar low. Like people say, if you keep your expectations low, you'll always, you won't be disappointed by them. No, because we need a certain level of, um, we need a certain goal or set of expectations that are higher than we currently are now so that we constantly have something that we're striving to attain or reach um, and keep that set of joy. Um, the other thing is um, the other thing is a constant uh, check-in, right? So one thing we also say is like for for those who are um, religious, like we pray about certain things that we want, and then some some people or some of us sit back, we pray about it, just keep praying about it and then just expect for it to magically happen. But you have to meet that uh, prayer where it's at as well. So you have to take actions in order to um, meet those goals or uh, whatever you set up for yourself. So one, um, that's how we can further 
manage those expectations so that we're constantly in a state of happiness towards reaching and uh, striving for them. I'm just gonna stop there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Christy. All right, so your expectations are not the root of unhappiness because at the end of the day, you need to manage your expectations, correct? Okay, okay. So, Tina, what you got to say? Well, Christy, mm -hmm. excellent arguments. And you're basically saying that you can control your expectations, therefore they are not the issue. However, mm -hmm. I would like to argue that it's not just your expectations that are the issue. It can also be other people's expectations around you, which you cannot control. Yes. Let me expound. <laughs> when I was pregnant, mm -hmm. John used to say, how was your day? And I was bothered by this because I literally was like, I'm carrying your big headed baby every single day and you're not checking on how I'm doing. So we had a conversation about it. And he said, I said, how was your day? And I said, well, you said, how, how was your day before I was pregnant? My expectation was you need to specifically check on how I'm doing as a pregnant person. How was your day, comma, how are you doing being pregnant? Mm. Okay, and once we aligned our expectations, it was all good. Let me offer example number two, work. It's not my job. I don't get paid enough for this. You know what that is? A misalignment of expectations, okay? And those could be upsetting. I cannot control my boss's expectations. But if your expectations are misaligned from what I think I'm doing here, I'm going to be upset until we get aligned. Mm -hmm. So while I can control my expectations, I am also affected by other people's expectations, which are out of my control. Therefore, I submit to you as a debate cast that it is indeed expectations, whether it's yours or someone else's, that has a direct effect on your happiness. What you got to say, Christy? Come on, Christy. <laughs> you mentioned therapy, whether it be self-therapy, self-reflection, or um, reflection through the help of a guided counselor, right? We can only manage what we can control. So the constant like trying to manage or control those around us, that, that definitely um, will lead to unhappiness. We can, only, we can only manage what we can control. And if we um, strive hard to manage those things that only we can control, then that can um, guide the expectations of those around us. So like if you internally say, um, if you internally set what you will and won't accept from your employer, then that guides how they'll treat you. So you set that standard and then others will react around it. They could react negatively or positively, but then that's that 
um, where you reach that, you may reach that level where um, you say, what do we say all the time? Um, that something just doesn't serve me anymore, right? So if you set your own expectation of what you know you'll um, take from an employer and they're not meeting that, doesn't serve you anymore. And it's time to find a place that will. So we can, we can control uh, that action. And then with relationship, so I think we discussed last season, a big thing with relationships, uh, communication, right? So um, by communicating, like you say, communicated with John, like what, what you need um, from him, exact words and not like a, a roundabout or like a generalized. So once you communicate what you need and reflect that in how you act, then that lets the person know like how to, um, that lets the person basically raise to your bar, your level of expectations. So if you set in how you act, not just, not just what we say, but if we set in how we act, how we want to be treated, um, then people around us will view that and, um, morph to it and if they don't again then maybe it's time that we move on from those um those relationships but steady communication um acting acting out how we want to be treated the levels that of respect that we um expect then that forms how others react around us. And then that is how we can control um, our level of expectations. And as it comes from outward, like you said, our employer and our partner relationships. All right, this is the last thing I got to say about this. <laughs> because me and Chrissy are really hitting the same topics here. And for me personally, one of the biggest influences on my happiness is the relationships around me, mm -hmm. whether that's work relationships, friend relationships, husband, family, and in managing those relationships, I feel like the thing I'm managing the most is expectations. Mm -hmm. As a friend, how do you expect me to support you? As a friend, how do you expect me to show up? As a partner, how do you expect me to contribute as a wife? As a family member, how do you expect me to support you? And I feel like it's a constant iteration of checking in on those expectations. Boss, what is it that you expect from me in the base case? And what is it that you expect me to do to exceed expectations? Because I can do whatever I want to do individually, sure. But if it is misaligned from the expectations of the person I'm interacting with, then the situation isn't going to be as fruitful as I want. So considering that for me, relationships is really the cornerstone of my happiness and relationship success depends on understanding, not meaning, but understanding each other's expectations, mm -hmm. then I'm just, I'm doubling down on what I already said. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> any, any final words, Christy? Anything else? Just listen, so we can focus on what we can control. 
and the expectations we control for ourselves, what we're attaining, and where we expect others to meet us at. So it's a walk the walk, don't just talk the talk type of situation. So the way we walk in our daily lives, the way we reach out in friendships, the way we um, um, even doing those check-ins with employment, um, it lets others know where we're at and essentially where our expectations are. And so it helps others to meet us there um, because we're constantly exuding that and we're constantly communicating that. So there, that's my close. And boom. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, now is the time to vote. We are going to vote on either Tenna's argument, the affirmative, or Christy's rebuttal, the negative. Starting with Lindsay Lynn, what you got to say, sis? <laughs> Stand down. No. Uh, <laughs> Stand down. Uh, are we just voting or do I need to explain? You're we're, we're voting only. Okay. And then we'll we'll pop into discussion. This is a tough one because y'all were saying the same thing. Uh, can I vote for both of them? No, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Tina. Okay. Alex, you up next. My vote is for Christy. Tiani. My vote is for Tina. Look how Christy looking at you, so you better make right. Christy, your nails are real cute, girl. Um same thing. It was so hard. Tina, because she used my real life experience. <laughs> experience. Experience. Okay. okay. But Christy, you okay. did I don't have to the time. Good job. The, the belt is going to. This is my first debate I ever won. Every other time I was robbed. So it's nice to see justice being done here. Not robbed though, huh? Tell, tell them about, tell I'm them more about being sure robbed. I'm sure I whooped you in one of those debates and it wasn't really a close it call. Wasn't, but if you run the tapes back, people were voting incorrectly, but that's besides the point. I'm voting incorrectly, that's not how any of this works. It is. Any of it. it is any of it. Run the tape back. Anyway. Episode, season one, episode one, listen back, ladies. Okay. I don't think Safety I debated you in the first episode, so. Anyway, we're moving on. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, whoop that ass. Okay, so, <laughs> let's discuss. It's the ass whooping for me. Let's discuss. Your mama gonna get you in here. I'm gonna say, do your mama say stop cursing? Your mama gonna get you. The main one. Wow, guys. 
Oops. Wow, I'm a girl. Do we get to say how we really feel, or do we with not the child? Yeah, I want to discuss. <laughs> wait, 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 Christy and and Tenna, y'all say how y'all really feel, and then we'll jump in with discussion because I want to hear what everybody else has to say about you know this expectation being the root. Go ahead, Christy. What yeah. you think? Okay. Yeah. So uh, going in, I definitely was feeling like expectations are the root to unhappiness mainly because I don't know just life you know <laughs> um a strive for things or you know want things um certain things to happen a certain way and they don't and so I just you know I've had that feeling of being constantly feeling like I was constantly disappointed but as I was like I was trying to read some things since I had to go <laughs> on the negative I was trying to read some things um and then that kind of shifted my point of view. So I do not. <laughs> hey, Paige. Sorry. So, um, yeah, my view actually kind of shifted just before this argument. I do not believe that the expectations themselves are the root to unhappiness, but more so, um, I really did like the whole managing those expectations and um, making them more realistic to our own personal life and not really everyone around us because everybody's life and everybody's um, goals and all that stuff are different. Mm -hmm. um, so we always pick super polarizing statements because that's how you have to debate them. And it's not a polarized topic. Like there's obviously one more than one group to, to unhappiness, but I do feel like it's like a huge contributing factor for sure in managing your expectations. And like to Chrissy's point and not to nitpick your verbiage, but it's like, you could say it's not expectations, it's managing expectations, mm -hmm. but managing doesn't change the fact that expectations is what we're working around. So even if you want to say it that way, you're still talking about expectations. So from that perspective, it's like, I do feel like it, but I feel like on the, the thing that makes it not the root is that people have real issues out here. Y'all like health, poverty, abuse, that's not expectations. Those are like real life issues that can affect people's happiness. And <laughs> that I think is another huge piece that's missing from this conversation. Like, if I was terminally ill, yeah, I might be a little unhappy about that. That has nothing to do with expectations. You know, if I was in poverty and I couldn't care for my children, that has nothing to do with expectations. That's like the reality of my situation. So it's like, again, you can't just say it's one thing. It's obviously going to be multiple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's it. Going, going off of that, because um, I actually do teach a, a lesson about happiness to the students. And I actually pinpoint it more to acceptance than expectations, because there is stuff in life like terminal illnesses or the death of a family member. And you know, the way I explained, I explained it to them is, yes, you can have certain expectations, but until you accept a certain situation, you know, it, you're always gonna be at terminal with yourself. Like, okay, something happened to you. I am very sorry about it. Howsoever, you can be upset about it for a while, but we can't stay there. That's not a place we can stay. We're gonna have to move eventually. 
to acceptance. So like even when we were discussing expectations, because I also teach my students to manipulate people's expectation of them, because a lot of them have such bad uh, reputations. And so if you do a little good every now and then, you can manipulate people's expectations of you. So now they expect, okay, now the expectation is that you come to school every day. Instead of skipping first period every day, you went to all of the classes. Now I view you in a, a different light because you're improving. Also, I, ma I manage my coworkers and my boss's expectations because sometimes we like to play this lovely game at work called pass the buck. And there's something that needs to be done. And they just decide that we're going to keep passing it around until it actually gets done. I manage the expectation that we don't ask them for that. You want to know why? She's not going to do it. And if she does do it, she's going to mess it up in the best way possible so that you never, ever, 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 ever ask her to do your work again. So I'm supposed to be teaching math, but what we, we teach other things. Like I use this thing called Blue Chick's Will of Emotions. And acceptance is actually directly related to trust as opposed to happiness and joy. But I connected acceptance more with um, happiness. And just a little bit, when I say um, manage, kind of, uh, that kind of made me think about two things, actually. But when I say manage, just like, I'm more mean like readjusting our expectations. So like, a lot of ours are form like, for instance, example, relationship, right? The way our parents grew up is totally different from the relationships that are, um, today are current in the 2000s. So building an expectation off of how our parents were or were not, it doesn't really work for our current life today. So like readjusting those. And then um, Tiani made me think of something that I also saw our reading, but like failure. So um, two things, how do we accept and you know, readjust when we experience failures. So that can also be why certain expectations lead to unhappiness because we failed, but we are not really versed on how to, um, you know, come back from those failures or to grieve those and how to um, put those, place those into like how we move forward. Um, yeah, we were in a, <clears throat> my job just had a conference and there was like a woman in technology um, panel that was really good. And we talked about that. Like, um, I know you probably, y'all have heard like when men and women look for jobs, the difference is men will see like one or two things that um, they're good at, like in the description. And they're like, oh, okay, let me apply for this. Whereas women look for those one or two things that are do not fit um, what we can do, what we think we can do currently, and we'll just say, "Oh, that's not a fit. We won't apply." Like a lot of us look for a hundred percent match on those descriptions when that's just not always the case. Um, the other thing is um, because, especially in the fields that we're in, like. It feels, at least I felt it in computer science, like there's growing, like the number of women in, you know, computer science is growing, I guess, but um, it was, it's still kind of like, it was still kind of like a male dominated thing. So 
not only did I feel like I had to just, I couldn't be so parlor. I couldn't just be on level with my classmates. I had, I felt like I had to be over the top and that wasn't, I wasn't reaching that. So I was constantly, you know, um, feeling failed because of that. But that level of that strive to be perfect um, doesn't help us to deal with failures when they happen. So the failure comes in and we're constantly just, um, she was saying we're constantly just rolling, like trying to keep it moving, but we need to also learn how to accept and adjust um, when we reach failure. So um, I wrote down lack of flexibility, which is basically what Tiani and Christy said. So I feel like we're all on the same page there that like you can have an expectation. It might not go how you want it to go. And that's that. Um, but I felt like sometimes you, and stop me if I'm getting into semantics, but I feel like you guys were talking about the difference between standards and expectations. And so you can have a level of standard for someone like, okay, I see this job description. I might not, I might come into the job not being able to do all those things, but at least you have a standard for me that like, I'm going to try my hardest in all of these things. Mm -hmm. And even if I try my hardest, it still might not come out how you wanted it to come out. But if you weren't trying at all, that's when we have the problem now. And that's when those expectations are not really met. I don't know, let me know. So I had a, com I had a question slash comment and from Tenna's argument, I'm not sure if this is something that you do agree with or if you were saying it for your argument, but you mentioned something and I'm paraphrasing where you were talking about how you base like your relationships is how are your relationships with people is like how you base your happiness or something like that. Um, and you were kind of talking about people's expectations of you, like in those, whether it's your friendships, your romantic relationships, your works, the expectations that people have of you and how you get, I guess, meet those expectations. And the thing that kind of read that made me think was that it seems we can get a little weird when we start rooting our happiness in other people's expectations of us, as opposed to, you can have every expectation you want of me, whether it be reasonable or not. I feel like your expectation of me is not necessarily my business um, in some regard. And I, I can't fully explain what I'm trying to say, but I think we get, it's a little cautious in rooting your happiness and what people expect of you. Um, I also think that there is a necessary, I think it is necessary to, to emphasize the semantics of it. It's not necessarily, because to me, it's not people, the expectation that, that rules my happiness or unhappiness. It's how I respond to those expectations. So you can expect whatever you want of me, or I can have whatever expectation I have of you. One, if I haven't communicated those expectations, kind of like what you were saying with John and him, how he, you know, addressed you each day. If I haven't communicated that with you and I just happen to be unhappy, that's not his fault. 
that's my fault. I haven't, you know, expressed this is the expectation I have. So you do have to manage your expectations to a degree because you have to communicate those. But also it's about how you respond to those expectations. You know, just because somebody doesn't meet the expectation I have of them, one that might not be who they are. So I can choose to let that affect my happiness or I can choose to navigate some other way. So I think it does depend on how you respond to that expectation and what the expectation is because there's levels to everything. Um, so I think you have, a. I think we have more control over our happiness than just, you know, meeting some list and you doing what I think you should do or what I expect you to do. We have more control than that um, of our emotions and how we decide to, you know, rank stuff and how important it is and how I'm gonna let that affect me or if I'm just gonna, you know, do whatever needs to be done. Yeah, I wanna respond to that because okay. that's so interesting, Alex, because I think one thing you're pointing out is true for me is that I do maybe put too much weight on the relationships around me. And that's just me being honest. Like that has a huge effect on me, the relationships with the people who are valuable to me, which is a small group, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think I agree with all of your points and to expound on just like my personal position on it. And when I mentioned it, it's like I've the times that I've been and discord with someone it's because we didn't understand each other's expectations generally and it's not so much that I think that you have to conform to each other's expectations but I want to use um in some ways it's like perception or not perception is not the word but it's like even if you don't agree like I have friends outside of this group that are more sensitive about communication. This group, if I don't respond to your text within 24 hours, y'all are not tripping. I get to you when I get to you. Because we know that you are horrible at text messages, but it's okay. You just don't say anything, but I mean this. <laughs> I don't, I'm not Paige talking about no text messages. Now. She can't. She can't. Right. She you can't are be. not the one, Paige. Okay. Now I have to respond to Alana because she got the record seats on. But uh, <laughs> but I have other friends who are more sensitive to that, and it's my choice, like you said, Alex, to understand their expectations or not. But if we don't communicate about our expectations, then I feel like that does lead to discord. It's not about um, doing what the other person wants you to do or not having control. But it is about just understanding like, hey, this person personally feels offended that if you do not respond, and I can choose to do that with what I want, but I know that about that person. And that person needs to know about me that you, if you need an immediate response, please call me. If you're texting me, it can't be an emergency because mm-hmm. you should know me well enough to know, like, I don't really be texting my text like. Okay, so it's like, not so much that you need to conform, but you need to know what upsets people. And, but I also agree, like, for me personally, yeah, you are kind of highlighting, like, it shouldn't, happiness shouldn't revolve around others. 
And, and that was one of my statements. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to expectations for self, because for me, I feel like your expectations can lead to, un- to unhappiness for yourself. But I feel like it's a roller coaster of feelings because some, like I like how Christy said, like just the comparing of what your parents did or how you thought your life was going to be by a certain age. Um, for me personally, sometimes it does lead to me feeling sad or not happy. And it's crazy how people look at you because you like, so like career wise, I've done a lot. And so like the expectation is, wow, you've done so much. Or then you get people that say, well, why are you not married yet? Or why you don't have a family yet? Or why you didn't buy a house yet? Like it's, it's sometimes it's just like, you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not where I thought I would be at the age of about to be 33. Um, but are things in my life going well? Yes. But I did have expectations by the time I got to this age. So like I said, it's just a roller coaster, I feel like, of emotions. And it's okay. It's okay to feel like I have this high expectation of myself. Am I there yet? No, but I have things that I can be happy about. I I'm doing a lot better than probably some people are, but <laughs> I mean, I just feel like when you have your expectations of self to answer that question, yes, it does lead to unhappiness sometimes. I think that's interesting what you said, Lindsay, because I think to go deeper into that, it's also not just expectations of ourselves, but it's this like societal expectations of what we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, this picture of successful you know, successful black woman or successful woman in certain fields, like you said, you know, you know, society paints this picture, you're supposed to have the job, the husband, you know, the partner, the house, the kids, the white picket fence, all this other crap. And it's like, when you have a part of that, it's like, it overshadows, well, why don't you have this? But you got, and it's like, but I'm doing this, but it's like, oh, but you don't got the husband, you don't have kids, why you don't have kids, you know? And I think that's where the managing of expectations, because you have, you know, life is about managing them. You have to manage your expectations and everyone else's expectations. Mm -hmm. And I think the unhappiness comes from what you decide to put value in, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, a lot of us do get those questions of where's your husband, where's your kids. And I have in the past, you know, year have had to make the realization that's not the expectation I have of myself right now. It's Mm -hmm. just not. I don't care what you expect of me. That's not what I expect of me. And so I've decided not to put value in what you think I'm supposed to be doing. I'm putting value in what I want to be doing because I can only control what I do, you know, and what I'm making the strides towards. I can't control what you think I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I think that that reminds me that control. What what that reminds me of is y'all seen those, (laughs) those reels going around where it's the phone blowing up. And it's because they don't clap yes. back at auntie or somebody mm-hmm. in the family because mind your business. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. Like you throwing them expectations right. at me. Yes. Oh, something about a wedding. I'm sorry, but when you was yours? I'm not doing yours. Well, what about all three of yours? 
Yes. Okay, you know, know what I mean? Like, now. like that. Everyone's where... reality is different. Exactly. Or when they ask you why you got a husband, and I'm like, I mean, you had three. How many? I'm, three. I'm, I haven't caught up yet. And I think what makes what makes the expectations worse is like social media and like you comparing yourself to what you mm. see, and you don't you don't get the whole picture on social media, but mm. you see it. Like comparison it, is the root of unhappiness. So I, okay, so I've been I've been waiting to throw this word in there. It's benchmarking. Mm-hmm. you might not be jealous but it's like our mind is trained to benchmark you know what is fast mm-hmm. what is slow it's relative to something else it's fast relative to something it's slow relative to something like if i said 60 miles per hour you don't have a perspective of where that is in the scale unless you benchmark right so it's just like our mind is trained to benchmark everything and I think it takes a lot of self-work to stop benchmarking yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just like be hard. like, this is where I'm at. It's hard. That's the clarity I had to um, come with. So I just found a new um, therapist. Right. So, <laughs> but like, I'm like, uh, the way I deal with things or the way I deal with uh, change, I'm unhappy with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I should go through certain emotions faster than I currently do. And then they're like, you know, by whose standards? Like, why do I think everybody's different, you know? Like, so if it takes me an hour to, or if it takes me half a day or a day to go through my range of emotions to get to where I need to be, and it takes somebody else two hours, then, you know, it's fine. Cause that's what I need to get to where like this mental state that I need to be in, um, to move forward. So like everybody's different, everybody's reality is different. Mm-hmm. Um, by whose standards are we saying that we should reach said goals by this certain time? And it's, it's funny cause I don't know. I think younger people today also are still going through the same thing we did. And it's only now that we've reached 30 and seen like what it takes to get to certain places. Like mm-hmm. when you're in the twenties, it seems like, or just looking at social media, it could lead to the, um, what is it? Misnomer that like you can, do something for like two weeks and then become successful like these people that blew up over social media they didn't blow up overnight they've been actually uh doing these doing their thing for like years and then it's that just takes that one video or that one thing for it to uh, circulate and go viral so like disrupting the the thought of um like we should be somewhere or be doing something by a certain time like Lindsay you have achieved a lot and for people to discredit what you've achieved in like your career and self-growth and throw like you know something else this that's somebody else's um unhappiness with themselves Mm -hmm. to throw that on somebody else um on why they're not doing certain things but i say people 
people project their unhappiness on you all the time, regardless of whatever the situation is, regardless of how much you have accomplished either career or family or whatever. Someone's always going to have something to say. And I think that what I'm grateful for is hitting my 20s. I realized like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, so Hitting your what? In my, I mean, did I say my 20s? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to let you go with it. <laughs> I'm not. That's what I'm <laughs> But that's applicable for Paige, y'all. She's so good. <laughs> I, okay. I agree. I, I agree. meant, I meant hitting my 30s. Like, I learned a lot in my 20s. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at. My, my brain was moving faster than my mouth. <laughs> but, like, in, in your 20s, you first out of school and obviously not everybody's mindset is like this but when you're fresh out of school one you compare yourself to people who either have certain degrees like you come in out of school with an engineering degree versus a sociology degree ma'am our pay scales you know what I mean like are going to be completely different depending on what companies you work for pay scale is completely different and so people flex on social media and I'm just thinking about kids now like you flex on social media about what you can do one you don't know what type of debt they're in you know what I mean you don't know if they can afford this living situation that they're in you don't know if somebody else is paying for it you know what I mean but you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses and I feel like once you get older and you kind of hit your 30s to me I felt like I no longer compared my expectation to others of what I saw you know what I mean like I didn't compare well this is what their family looks like in their family portraits you know what I mean like that is a picture or this is a 10 second 15 second video that you're seeing that you're comparing yourself and your life to and so I appreciate the Mm self-awareness I appreciate the growth and I appreciate all the things that I have done to get to the point where I am. And I just want that for other people. You know what I mean? Like I want people to realize like you have busted your ass to get to this point, whatever that point is, recognize that and accept that. And whatever everyone else's expectations of you are, screw that. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm good. Mind your business. Mind business. Just building on your point, Alana, I think that this friend group has made me so much happier because, well, not only because you guys are great people, but because literally none of us have similar paths mm-hmm. and all of us are doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And I could point to every single person and say, I wish I had that element in my life. And I don't. Yes. Yeah. Right. They're, every single one of you, I could be like, I wish I could do what Alex is doing. I wish I could do it. Lindsay's doing, I wish I could do what Mm -hmm. Paige is doing, but just being able to be, you know, altruistically happy for you ladies and see that there are seven different paths of success here. Mm -hmm. None of us have duplicated the journey and we're all doing our own thing. It's just like a good perspective of like, you cannot duplicate, benchmark, achieve what somebody else is doing. You literally can only do your own thing. And as soon as you accept that and get to that good for you mind frame, I feel like that is one of the keys to happiness to just be able to look at somebody else and be like, excellent for you. Yep. And just stop there. That's it. Yep. Right. Because it's like sometimes it's like, 
good for you, but couldn't be me. Like we don't need the comma on the sentence. Good for you, but I did that three. We don't need the comment. The comma. It's just literally good for you. That's it. Period, boo. Yes, I mean, you really just have to get to an age where you use acceptance as a coping mechanism. You have to accept the people around you and their success, and you have to accept yourself and your successes and your failures. You, and you just journey. don't have to, and your journey. Journey, because they're all benchmarks. different. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, any final comments, questions, concerns, praise report? A lot, I was going to say that a lot has happened since our last episode. So I don't know if people want to like update our large audience on what you've been doing, <laughs> you know. Lindsay, why uh, don't you kick us off? Yes. There we go. You got <laughs> blessings on blessings. You know what I mean? Uh, when was our last, epi- was our last episode in... Beginning of the summer. Just run your resume and tell the people how awesome you are. Okay, I just want to say we started off the school year back face to face. Everybody being safe, of course. Um, Tell the people who you are, though. I was about to say remind, remind everybody. (laughs) And I started my first year as an assistant principal. Okay. AP in the building. AP in the building. Okay. (laughs) Yes, so proud of you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my paperwork went through for me to officially have a uh, what is that 501c free nonprofit. Hey. <laughs> hey. The IRS took nine long months, but I guess that's how long it takes to birth. But uh, after money, paperwork, and many phone calls, I'm officially a nonprofit, which is one step. Yay in the direction of starting my own school. So Amen. that's a thing. Yay. Yes, team. Get it. Um, I have relocated. I'm not going to tell y'all where I live because it's not y'all business. <laughs> but I have officially finished all of my residencies. I am a certified orthotist, soon to be a certified prosthetist orthotist. Come on now. It's in this damn dream. I love it. Um, and a crafted soul plug. I am currently a semi-finalist for the Uncle Nearest Honor Your hey. Legacy competition. Hey. Come on now. And you know, manifesting, I will be a finalist. She claimed it. She claimed it. Yep. She gonna win that. It's already there. Reach up and grab it, sis. <laughs> <laughs> that video of that part is gonna be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because you all just... Uh. We grabbing it, okay? In case you missed it, we grabbed it. Grabbed it. Anyone else? Praise reports, Blessing? Yeah, I got a praise report. Um, my praise report is just a happy household. You know, households go through ups and downs, and our house okay. is happy and healthy. And Gloria has four teeth, and she's walking. She's got four old teeth. And I really just don't have any complaints I don't have like any major accomplishments to benchmark but you know what we just want to praise God for the stable yes so that's all I can well baby out here killing the game I have to come see my best friend y'all she walked to the park yesterday Uh did you video it's too much I did y'all she walked all the way to the park and we played on the swing for uh, 
20 minutes yesterday. So it's just a lot of lessons in life. Amen. Oh, baby. Rose is trying to keep up with Gloria. She, he said, she is not going to be the only one working walking <laughs> by their first birthday. Rose is steadily taking steps. Nuggets. My baby needs some shoes so he can, you know, keep his balance. So we working on that. <laughs> Got to get him on the birthday list. on the birthday list. Let me his shoe size. I need, to, I need to stop being lazy and get his shoe size. That's why I said we're working on. Please do. <laughs> You know, See, that's why I, I haven't done him, it yet. That's why I didn't get him any butters because I was like, this this sold too hard for his little baby pee. Yeah. <laughs> he, no, I am I am gonna find him some butters for his birthday, you know, go with the, the theme. Just but um, I know, I know, because he I can barely walk in Tim. Tim's are hard and heavy to walk in, but yeah. you gotta get the hard soul. You can't get y'all seen the infant Tim's. He can't walk in those. They just like push. that is just to cover your feet. Like that is not to walk. <laughs> That's in, a baby so. booty. Yeah. You need exactly. the old school flat bottom white shoes with the bell on twice. the shoestring. Girls, do y'all know them shoes are forty dollars? Oh, I saw them for a hundred. Bye bye, baby. <laughs> it's real <Right>. disrespectful. <laughs> oh, how much your kids shoes? See, in true auntie fashion, I feel like I'd be paying too much for baby stuff because I don't know no better. Yes, don't. I definitely paid $40 for a pair of Vans for Grayson. No, ma'am. See, this is what you got to do. You got to go to Carter's, aka Oshkosh for that. Oshkosh. And they always have sales. I got, they had buy three, get them 50% off shoes. And I just literally bought her three different sizes. Because the issue is they only fit things for like two months. Two seconds. (laughs) Right. So it's just like, exactly. yeah. Okay. Are we done? Yeah. We got a little off topic. Yes. Yeah. Wrap us oh, up, Lana. I think oh, I started. Sorry. I'm trying. New, um, I started my new job. I don't know if I had yeah. the time we finished, but started a new job. So steady, steady moving towards what I wanted for my career. And I've been putting off. This is just personal. I've been putting off my whole closet organization for like months now and it's finally underway. Okay. And thanks to uh IKEA trips, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> small goals, small victories. Man. Did you right. have anything you wanted to uh, share? no update? Uh, <laughs> 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 my life is the same. <laughs> Your hair looks good. She woke up this morning. Thank you. Yes. With a smile on her face. The hair is flourishing. Right. It really is. Every time I see her, I feel like, okay, hang on. Anyway, (laughs) all right, guys. We are wrapping up this episode. Season two, we back. Um, I just wanted to remind you all, please go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, button on youtube we are here we are looking for followers because our youtube channel needs love so if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts and spotify which we love y'all too go ahead and follow us on youtube as well it's a debate so much more fun you can see us (laughs) yes that is the point like the commentary we'll sometimes be on mute listening to these debates and you know the the facial expressions are what takes me out but um we are on apple we are on spotify we are on youtube and we are on instagram 
So go ahead and follow us on all of those platforms and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye guys. Peace Bye. Out.